The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask for me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides within you, and he will be with you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Keep it short. <laughs> well, to each of you this morning, burning with the relentless love of God, grace to you and peace from he who is and who was and who is to come, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So how often has a conversation begun this way? You remember that Christmas when? And then the story goes from there. And I know that it's even happened around some Easter's you remember that Easter when? But when was the last time any of us ever had a conversation that began with, remember that Pentecost when? Probably not. Well, one Pentecost Sunday that is anchored deep in my remembrance and, and I pray has been expressed in gracious and faithful ways throughout my life was the Pentecost of my confirmation. And I'll bet as I speak that, there's a few of us in here that are going, oh yeah, I remember when, right? You see, for many, many years, Pentecost 
Pentecost Sunday was also Confirmation Sunday in the life and in the rhythm of the Lutheran Church. And, and for me, and I'll speak only for me, there was both an exciting and a frightening character around that day. I'll tell you, honestly, as a young teenager, afraid of being in front of people, it was a little scary to stand in front of the congregation and to share a text from Scripture and then, and this is the hard part, then in my own words, tell how I heard God's words of grace through that text. Was it scary? You better believe it was scary. But it was also exciting. It was exciting not simply because this marked the conclusion of three arduous years of meeting every week during a weekday evening with one of our two pastors, studying Scripture, the theology and the history of the church, the large and the small catechism. And as I just said that, I kind of thought, and got, got, thought my Lord, talk about a foretaste of, of the feast that was to come in my life. Um, but it was exciting. It was exciting because after all those years, all those years of, of Sunday school and of vacation Bible school, and yes, of confirmation class, and of worship and sermons, after all the words that had been spoken in patient and loving ways to me, words meant for me to hear the grace of God in Jesus Christ in ways that I could grasp and understand. Well, at Pentecost that year, it was all coming together. The pieces were starting to fall into place. As I affirmed my faith given at baptism, a faith which had been stirred through my young life, by the Holy Spirit, a faith which had been nurtured by the gentle and tender guiding words of the people of God. It was coming into shape. You know, from that Pentecost Sunday, and I won't tell you how many years ago it was, I'll let you guess, I will always remember an overwhelming sense of, this is home. This is home, and this is what it feels like to be welcomed by God and to know that no matter what happens in my life, that welcome will be there. Well, today, this Pentecost is a day that we are reminded that we have a noisy and a welcoming God a God of story and of telling, a God of welcome, a God who has called us to be a noisy, storytelling, welcoming people, to be a noisy people, speaking God's words of reconciliation, of welcome, to live and to proclaim the good news of God's welcome home. You know, swept up, and I like that imagery, swept up into the wind of God's unfolding kingdom, filled with a burning passion for His will. 
what we are drawn and invited to hear again today is that God empowers us, is that God fills us with a burning, breathing breath of His Holy Spirit to live, to witness, to proclaim His redemption and salvation to all people and all creation. You know, on that amazing day of wind and fire, the apostles and the following of faithful gathered. They gathered together and they waited. They waited as Jesus had commanded them for what was to be coming next. And as they waited, the city of Jerusalem filled to overflowing. Literally, the imagery is Jerusalem was bursting at the seams as Jews from throughout the known world had come to worship and to celebrate the Harvest Festival, the Festival of Weeks, Pentecost, the 50th day after the First Fruits Festival. And Luke tells us in the text, and suddenly a sound like the rush of a wind filled the house where they were seated. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in languages other than their own. For it was the Spirit who gave them the words to speak. Wind and fire. Throughout Scripture, there is this connection to wind and fire as God pours out His grace, as God brings into existence what has never been there before. Wind and fire as God stirs up new life and new community within the deserts of our sins, our isolation and our separation the sound like a great wind. It draws us back to the creation as the Spirit of God moved over the abyss. And God said, let it be. Let there be. And it was good. It was the sound like a great wind connecting us again to the redeeming mercy and the grace of God as His breath, as His ruah. The stirring wind of God drove back the waters of the flood until the ark was once more on dry land. It was the wind of God blowing against the waters of the sea which allowed Israel to pass from slavery into freedom and it was within the framework of a wind so great as to shatter boulders that Elijah learned that sometimes the awesomeness of God's power and mercy and love are best heard as a still and small voice. And the fire of Pentecost. The fire of Pentecost connects us once more to that smoking fire pot and that flaming torch which sealed the covenant, his commitment to Abram and to all his heirs. The fire of Pentecost can 
connects us to the burning bush at the call of Moses. The fire of Pentecost draws us to the guiding pillar of fire that led Israel Israel through the wilderness with grace and assurance and hope. Pentecost reminds us that God's invitation, that God's welcome are sure and true and never ceasing. You see, the miracle of that day and the miracle which God continues to stir and to lift up in and through us was not simply that the disciples were blessed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, but rather the miracle of that day was what happened and continues to happen on account of that gift. Luke wrote of the crowds, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in words we understand. Well, I can only imagine what that must have felt like to those crowds in a land that was different than their homelands, in a land that was filled with different sights and sounds and smells, and then to suddenly hear the wonders of God proclaimed, proclaimed in the words and the language of their homes. What must that have felt like? It must have felt like being home again. It must have felt like God cared as God was speaking to and welcoming each one of them. Well, today, a noisy God, burning with love and longing for His creation, continues to speak His welcoming and embracing word through the Spirit-led words of His church. And to that we proclaim Alleluia and Happy Birthday. On this Pentecost, I think it's good for us to ask ourselves, what do our neighbors What does the world see and hear through the actions of our lives, through the wind of our words, through the fire of our faith? What is the welcome that they hear? Do we create bridges or barriers through the languages that we use? Do we challenge people to learn our lexicon? Or do we challenge ourselves? Do we allow the Holy Spirit to help us to find ways to speak the language of others? You know, I think these are good questions for us as the people of God today to be asking of ourselves as we live out this burning and noisy life that God has given us, as we proclaim the mighty works of God as we live His welcome to others. Take. You know, I'm reminded 
I'm reminded of the welcome home that I hear as I have stood at the back of this sanctuary on Tuesday and Wednesday mornings. As Jessica has been up front telling the stories of God's love to our preschool children. Speaking in a language that they can hear. You know, I'm reminded as plates are filled with food and are placed before our guests on Wednesdays, as hearts and hands are opened in welcome through such a simple process as hearty and healthy meals. I am humbled and amazed by the work, the message, and the impact, by what has happened and by what will happen through bridging the gap through our ministry of bringing good books into the hands of young children at schools for their summer reading, for their summer growth. And in doing that, sharing with them, you matter to us. Three years ago, this wasn't even an action item in the church, but each Sunday... I continue to rejoice in the gift of streaming. Yeah, streaming! Because what does that do? It brings the message and the invitation of God's love and God's welcome to those who otherwise might not receive it. You know, in the liturgy of baptism, we hear these words, Child of God, you have been embraced by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Let your light so shine before others that they may see and hear and know the good works of God through you. And in that knowing, glorify the Father in heaven. Once more, it's Pentecost. And what lies ahead for us? God knows. Some of it will be the same, but I can promise you some of it is going to be different. Very good and different. For the Spirit of God continues its rush and its burning, and God will give us the essential language and words so that all might hear of the mighty works of God in Jesus Christ, so all might know his gracious welcome home. Thanks be to God. Amen.